So I'm thinking a lot about these potatoes and how far you can work a metaphor or an image uh, this morning. But I think it is powerful. It is a powerful way to come at this story we know and have dismissed or have heard and think doesn't relate to our life in any meaningful way when there's another object or a way to imagine what seemed one way and then was born, came alive as a community in a completely different way. And so the story we just heard about Jesus is a 2,000 plus year old story. And I wanna share with you this morning briefly a story that is much more current, much more uh, immediate for us. And the Jesus figure I wanna talk about is not someone named Jesus. In fact, this person is not even a man. She's a woman. And her story goes back to, excuse me, her story goes back 20 years to the Civil War in Burundi in East Africa. Her name is Marguerite Berenkitsi, also known as Maggie, and despite great hardships during this war between the Tutsi, the Tutu and the Hutsi, she got on that worldwide web of good and grace, and this community of love and hope grew up around her. Let me tell you this story. One day during the war in Burundi, which was a terrible, terrible war, you know this war between the Hutu and the Tutsi, and the Hutu tribe came and their army came into Maggie's community and into her Tutsi community and killed a number of people she knew, friends and family. It was horrible, it was horrible, this fighting between the Hutu and the Tutsi, and Maggie escaped with her seven adopted children, and she found refuge in this Catholic compound and hid there, and she decided in that moment in hiding that if she was going to live, she was gonna create a community that was peaceful and loving where there was not anger and revenge and vengeance. She was going to turn tragedy into something good. What Maggie did next was adopt another 25 children that had been orphaned by the war. She built huts for those 25 plus the seven, so 32 children. She taught them sustainable agriculture and they started to grow food for their little compound they were building. And it grew and then she developed a health clinic and a school for them. Soon she brought in even more children to care for. She set up microfinance initiatives and instituted business training and hairdressing and auto repair and other jobs. So the compound was growing, the community was growing out of terrible tragedy and loss. Maggie named her compound Maison Shalom, which means house of peace. She was resourceful and she got help from leaders in the community and she went on to build a swimming pool and even a movie theater in this compound. She didn't do this all by herself, she knew people. She was in relationship with other people and she invited others into this dream of being as radically loving and forgiving as possible as they built this new future that was free of vengeance and violence. So the swimming pool she built was on the site of tunnels that had served as a grave for some of the casualties in the war. She said that she wanted those waters that the children would swim in in that swimming pool to cleanse the children's imagination from the violence that they had seen and experienced and instead immerse them in this alternative, joy-filled imagination. She built the movie theater to remind the children that life is meant to be enjoyed, not merely endured. 
and that they are not simply victims of war. They weren't simply victims of this war, but human beings with dignity. And that is what our universalist ancestors believed. The great, 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 great grandparents of this church believed that there is more to life than just enduring, that we are, exposed, that we are supposed to experience freedom and happiness and joy. That is what we are made for. And one day, as this compound grew and the theater was built, one day, a group of rebel soldiers came to the compound and demanded payment in exchange for not destroying this movie theater. They said, give us a bunch of money or we are going to burn down and wreck this movie theater. And just like Jesus 2,000 years ago, Maggie greeted those who meant her harm with radical love and an embrace. She invited them in to watch a movie in the theater, and she taped a poster to the theater door indicating that weapons were not allowed beyond the ticket booth. And the rebels came to the movie. They enjoyed themselves so much they went away laughing and happy, and they didn't destroy the theater. Since Maggie built Maison Shalom, over 30,000 children have lived in that compound. Now some of the first children to benefit from her love, from their time in, the, in this peaceful compound, they've become leaders and teachers in that place. When we think about the story of Jesus or the story of Maggie, it's not as if they reach this point where they say, okay, now I've got enough power and enough money. I have a million dollars or $10 million. Now I can really do something good in the world. It's not that at all. It's the simple things they do step by step. It is the simple things they do, the simple things like a potato, which then rise as a community. Which leaves me with these questions on this Easter Sunday. As we hear these stories and turn them over in our own lives, how are we using the simple gifts that we have at our disposal, kindness, the loving attention to another human being, our voices, our bodies. How are we using the simple gifts we have at our disposal to meet the incredible needs of our community? In what ways are we becoming an Easter community, a community that believes in freedom for everyone, a community that can dance and sing and shout. They cut me down and I leapt up high. I am the life that will never, never die. This Sunday, this Easter Sunday, may we all be a part of that life that will never, never die. May you be blessed. Happy Easter and amen.